Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We are so excited that you are here and are praying that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ. What's up, fam? We are back on The Point Podcast, and today we have no stranger to the podcast. We have Brother Nate Lynch, our church's college pastor, back on here with us. And so Nate is going to break down what it means to be salt and light. So hope you enjoy Nate today. Hey, shameless plug real quick. Get your parents today. Go online to fbcit.org. Click on The Point and sign up for camp. You're not going to want to miss camp this year, so go sign up for that today. And uh, man, hope you enjoy Nate right here. So we're in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Let's go ahead, pull it out if you're able to read it and look at it. But if you're driving, don't read it. Uh, don't look at it on your phone because I want you to focus on the road uh, so you won't get in a wreck and hurt anybody. All right. Jesus is here in the Sermon on the Mount. He just got done with the Beatitudes. Uh, remember, Jesus here in the Sermon on the Mount is describing the kind of righteousness that we need to be a part of the kingdom that he was offering to Israel. This righteousness that he is talking about about surpasses the external and self-made righteousness of the Pharisees. He demonstrated and articulated this righteousness through the Beatitudes in verses 1 through 12 of chapter 5. And as we get here to verse 13, Jesus chooses the figures of salt and light to teach the kind of influence those who are saved and have acquired the type of righteousness we see in verses 1 through 12 should have on this world. In both analogies, we will see who we are, who we as Christians should be, and what we as Christians should be doing. Salt and light are the analogies. Let's look at salt. The importance of salt in biblical times. Because of the lack of refrigeration, as we know today, meat would spoil almost immediately without salt. So it was both a preservative and a seasoning agent to add flavor. How does that apply to our lives? Um, Because of sin, this world we're living in is decaying. As Christians, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can help reverse this process. How can we do this? Is it by being a preacher? No. Is it by uh, being heavily involved in church? That helps, but that encourages you and fuels you, but no. You help reverse the decay of what sin has done on this world by being salt in the areas where there is decay. See, salt does not work in an area that is already preserved. Salt works in areas where there is decay. So as Christians, we are called to go into the culture, the areas where there is decay, the workforce, politics, whatever team you're playing on, whatever school you go to, whatever university you go to, the workplaces, go in those areas. And by the work of the Holy Spirit, we can help preserve those areas and reverse the impact of sin and how it decays and corrupts. The second thing we see is we see the analogy of light. See, the presence of light and darkness is something that is unmistakable. The presence of Christians in the world must be like a light in the darkness, not only in the sense that the truth of God's word brings light to the darkened hearts of sinful man, but also the sense that our good deeds must be evident 
for all to see. See, Pharisees did good deeds so people would look at them so they could flex and they could be prideful. The good works that Jesus is talking about in verse 16 is stuff that God had prepared beforehand for those who are in Christ. We see that in Ephesians 2 where it says, If we are in Christ, we are his masterpiece, his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. And what are we to do? To do the good works that God has prepared for us beforehand. God has prepared you something specifically to do. God has prepared good works for you to do. Walk in Him. Do those good works. And in doing those good works, your light will shine to those in darkness. See, just as salt does not preserve that which is already preserved, but is preserving that which is decaying, in the same way, light isn't that effective in places that are already lit. Light is most effective in dark places. So I'm not saying to go hang out with a bunch of hoodlums on a regular basis. I'm not saying that. But you should understand that as you are walking about your life, as you are going on your day-to-day business, you are going through areas that are dark and you are going through areas that are decaying. Be salt and be light in those areas. See, when you walk in Christ and do the things that he has called you to do in this world, you are glorifying your Father in heaven, and you are being salt, and you are being light. So in conclusion, I want to warn you, though, that as your role of being salt and light, it can somewhat be hindered, and it can be hindered if we as Christians choose to compromise and settle for that which is comfortable rather than that which is truly best and pleasing to the Lord. See, being salt and light is natural when you are walking with the Lord. It is when we depart from that and become selfish, do we become saltless and lightless. Walk with the Lord and be obedient to Him. And when you do that, you will be salt in your school, you will be light on your team, and you will be salt and light at your workplace. Walk with the Lord and do the works that He has prepared for you to do beforehand. And you will be light and salt in this dark and decaying world. I love y'all. Y'all be good. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.